With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 274 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Thursday, August 30th, 2012 on today's show. That's right, it is the fifth anniversary for this show. That's right, uh, August 30th, 2007 was the first podcast. Very excited about that. I'm going to be reminiscing a little bit and also talking about some stories from the past week on this short show here this afternoon. All that coming up on episode 274 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. The five-year anniversary show begins right now. about medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rock podcast for a Thursday afternoon here on the Block Talk Radio Network. Uh, my name is Mike Savella. I am your host, and uh, welcome to the show here today. This is a, a show by a family physician for the growing community of the family medicine community. Take two. <laughs> Uh, check out my digital library of stuff at familymedicinerock.com. And uh, shout out to everybody following me on Twitter, all one, excuse me, all uh, all 10,036 people. That's why I don't do a lot of daytime shows, because I'm not even awake yet. Also, a shout out to all uh, 495 people who like the Facebook page for this show. 
Uh, thank you so much uh, for that. Today is Thursday, August 30th, 2012. It is noon Eastern time. And here at uh, Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters in late August, it is, uh, wait for it, wait for it, 73 degrees Fahrenheit. And I want to thank everybody for joining me here uh, this afternoon. And uh, very excited about the uh, show here uh, this afternoon. And going to be looking back here a little bit um, at uh, five years of this uh, podcast uh, here. And I can't believe it's been that long already. I want to thank everybody for your continued, continued support, uh, not only for this uh, show, uh, but for all of my uh, social media projects through the years. Uh, And I really, really uh, very much um, appreciate that. for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I encourage you to subscribe to the show on iTunes, and almost all 274 shows are available there on iTunes, and I invite you to check all of those out. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, about some past uh, shows here, and uh, I do have a clip, an audio clip from uh, show number one, <laughs> which uh, was five years ago today. And uh, that'll be interesting to kind of listen to and reflect on and to, to talk about a little bit. And also some uh, interesting stories from the past week, especially social media coverage of Hurricane slash Tropical Storm Isaac uh, down there in Louisiana and the New Orleans area. Um, I have some audio clips of uh, people who uh, uh, are uh, documenting uh, their accounts firsthand from their home using uh, social media, so we'll uh, talk about that. I may even talk about uh, this week a little bit, and uh, I got to talk to my uh, medical school alma mater, uh, the first year class, about professionalism and social media. So uh, we'll get to most of that or all of that. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for having me be a featured host here on this very network. Uh, thank you so much uh, for that. And if you're curious, yes, I'm a real doctor. I am a uh, I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in uh, northeastern um, Ohio. And we will take our break here. We'll take our break here on this abbreviated show here uh, this afternoon. You're listening to the uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the uh, Family Medicine Revolution. Just Google FM Revolution for more details. And also a member of the uh, ProMed Network um, of podcasts and – you can go to uh, promednetwork.com, and uh, we will be right back. My name is McCoy. I'm a doctor. What am I, a doctor or a moon shuttle conductor? I jumped every time the light came on around here. I'd end up talking to myself. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. You're a healer. There's a patient. That's an order. I'm a surgeon, not a psychiatrist. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not an engineer. No, you're an engineer. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. You keep saying that. Are you a doctor, aren't you? I don't know. Space, the final frontier. The 
These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Savella. And that's right, it was five years ago today, on uh, August 30th, 2007, when this show first went on the air. When we're on the air at uh, four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, because they still, the, the rules are in Blog Talk Radio, you can have a primetime show in the afternoon. So we did, uh, I think it was a short show back uh, back then, uh, just to kind of uh, get a feel for things. And uh, uh, the first few shows there had a lot of technical problems, I think, with Skype. Um, my first few shows, I would just, would just drop off um, in the middle of a show and uh, trying to work through the uh, the Skype issues and the router issues and uh um, all that, uh, all that good stuff. And if I was a good host, um, I would have clips uh, from parts of each of the 274 past shows. But I'm a bad host, <laughs> uh, and uh, so. But it's been it's been a great ride out there. Uh, um, I've been a featured hoster on the uh, network since uh, uh, November 12, 2007. Just a few. Uh, a few months after starting this year, 274 shows. Of course, I haven't went every week, um, but uh, I've had a over uh, well, about uh, 150,000 listens slash downloads for all the shows, and uh, I'm very humbled by just uh, anybody just uh, listening to what I am talking about. And I was listening to some past shows uh, last evening, you know, and. Uh, uh, you know, for the first anniversary show uh, back in 2008, the the chat room was loaded with people. I think I had I had about 18 or 20 people in the in the chat room, and uh, um, you know, the, the chat room here on Block Talk Radio has really scaled back a little bit. Uh, I'm, I don't know for everybody else, but for me, but I don't know. It's because maybe people are moving on to other types of media, or uh, they're just uh, media overloaded with things. Uh, I very much appreciate uh, people you know who listen to the show uh, live, but. Certainly not uh, as much as uh, in the past years, and uh, that's okay. That's okay. I I, uh, I treasure and I appreciate anybody who uh, gives me any amount um, of their time uh, because I know that there's a lot of 
other things that uh, you could be doing than uh, listening to me or, or to uh, uh, or to uh, read what I write and that type of thing. Uh, so, uh, so thank you so much uh, for all of that there. Now, well, what I have here uh, is a it's about a four and a half minute clip uh, from show number one. And uh, I was listening. I was listening to the whole thirty-minute show last night, and uh, this is kind of the essential four and a half minutes. Uh, and in this four and a half minutes here that I'll share with you from show number one, uh, is kind of I tell you, you know, why I started this podcast, a little bit of why I started social media in the first place, and um, you know, it's interesting, you know, listening to your words from back then, and you know, five years is, is a million years in technology and uh, social media. Um, and uh, it's interesting, you know, just, just hearing me tell the story of, of how it is and, and why and things like that. And uh, so I will uh, play a little bit. I will play this four-and-a-half-minute clip here and have you enjoy that. And uh, I, I will have some reflection um, after uh, this clip. So this is from August 30th. 2007. This is uh, show number one of what was called back at that time the uh, Dr. Anonymous show. Now, for those of you who don't know me, and and how can you not? Um, I am Dr. Anonymous, and uh, you can find me at dranonymous.com. I've been blogging since uh, June of last year, and. Uh, I guess my my story goes a little bit like this. I uh, um, I think in uh, late uh, 2005, uh, I think in uh, December, I uh, I was laid up for for a week. Um, I was sick. I was home. I was uh, not feeling that good, and I was kind of messing around um, over on the iTunes, and uh, kind of found out about uh, podcasting. And started listening to some podcasts, and uh, then that's how we started getting into uh, uh, getting into blogging. I started uh, reading some blogs um, here and there, and, and uh, tried to, to figure out, you know, is this something I can really do? Um, would I be really good at it? Um, who knows? Uh, so it, it took me about uh, six months before I really. Got up the courage to to put up to put up a blog of my own, um, and uh, went uh, kind of went live on my blog in mid June 2006. Um, I, I remember my first post. It was like four lines. It was something along the lines of, uh, "I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Is anybody going to read this? Thanks. Goodbye." And uh, interestingly enough, uh, I actually uh, I got some comments on that very first post, and uh, uh, a lot of people that had something that, that I've really uh, enjoyed about the uh, internet and the blogging and the podcasting communities is, is how welcoming it is uh, to people, uh, people who who are lurkers out there who who don't think uh, who are like me and and uh, didn't know really whether. They could uh, do their own blog, um, do their own podcast, um, and now even doing a whole show. I, I started uh, tinkering around with uh, with uh, podcasting probably about a year ago, um, and I put some uh, uh, put some uh, music together and some commentary, and um, I really, really just, just wasn't happy with it at all. 
uh, and the whole editing process was really frustrating to me. Um, and the one thing I like about blogging is that you just type it, and, and uh, sometimes I would make some edits, and sometimes I wouldn't. Uh, and I just kind of send it out there and, and, and see. That, and that's what I really like really like about blogging and, and podcasting. So I, I started putting some podcasts together, and, and I took some trips last uh, uh, last fall and uh, put some podcasts together, and and uh, I, I really really didn't 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 like it that much. Um, well, what is is there something going on with my connection here? This is not a good thing. Let's see, let's see what's going on here. Bear with me as I uh, jump out my window here. Let's see what this... Oh, okay. Looks like we're back going. This is the first show, can you tell? So how did I get into blog talk radio? <clears throat> That's actually a good question. Uh, I, for, I forget who the first uh, uh, blog talk radio show I, I listened to, but it, it was, it's interesting because uh, people can actually just interact with you in real time, which is really, really cool and really interesting. So it took me about, I don't know, a couple of months to really see, is there something, is there something that I could do? Is, is there something that I could really, uh, really want to do as far as, as, as a, uh, as my own show? Uh, so this could be the, this could be the first and last show ever of Dr. Novice. So, uh, you definitely have to keep, keep tuned in here. So, uh, so I'm back live here on the uh, five-year anniversary show, and uh, you know, listening listening to that whole show number one and those first few shows, uh, it's um, I think I still say the same amount of ums that I did uh, back then. I'm just more comfortable with it now. I remember uh, reading about and listening to how to do a good podcast and. You know, when when you're editing, you have to edit out all the ums and make it sound smooth and everything like that. And uh, as I said in that clip there, uh, you know, I was just very uh, frustrated with all the editing process and that type of thing. And that's how I found my way here to uh, Blog Talk Radio, um, where, you know, they save a lot of time for me. Uh, and I very much appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm kind of looking back, you know, looking back to that first year, looking back, you know, to the second year and, uh uh, what, what I really wanted to do at the time, and kind of what I want to do now, is you know, is, is uh, you know, give opinions about medicine and social media topics, and interview interesting people um, out there um, in medicine and in social media. And uh, I remember, you know, when I first sent some emails to uh, to people saying, "Hey, you know, I'd, I'd like to interview on, on my show, and my name is Mike, but I'm actually going by Doctor Anonymous," and please come on my show and people would be like, you know, freaked out or creeped out or like, what are you doing? And um, so it, it was interesting just trying to make the pitch back then about uh, people um, uh, to come on the show. But now it's like, hi, I'm Mike Savelli. You still don't know me. I'm still kind of unknown. Uh, but uh, do you want to come on the show to uh, talk about what's cool in social media and the cool things that you're doing in uh, social media? Um, and there's a lot of memorable interviews. I don't want to start naming people and name dropping and, 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 uh, that type of thing. But, uh, you know, so some of the coolest uh, podcasts were, uh, the coolest shows were really early on, uh, when I had people, uh, from outside of the United States, 
uh, call in uh, to the show. And, uh, in, 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 you know, I would get, um, you know, back then, you know, there were, this was before Twitter and Facebook and everything. I would get these email messages and, and blog comments of people who would get up in the middle of the night in another country uh, to listen to the show live. Uh, and uh, that is that just humbled me so much. <laughs> people would just make the time to uh, get up in the middle of the night or if they were working, um, obviously, you know, medical field and things and they're on call or whatever. And uh, they, uh, they uh, get up in the middle of the night to listen uh, to, you know, 45 minutes or an hour show um, in a whole different country. That is the, the beauty of the internet. That is the beauty of social media and, and to have those people call in um, and talk about what is going on in their country. Um, that is just such a fascinating um, type of story, um, and that's you know obviously when I would get a lot of people listening into the show, um, you know, you know having two or three continents on the phone at the same time, uh, the, those are the things that that I uh, those are the things that I remember um, that are very special to me. Um, and I don't know how long I'm going to be going with this podcast. I don't know, you know, um, you know there was a lot of talk back back then and. You know that how long would this platform be around? How long would Blog Talk Radio be around? You know, would they uh, be one of those dot com like companies uh, um, and uh, you know, not really get a uh, uh, an income stream or a business model and then fold after a year or two years or three years or something like that? And um, I'm glad Blog Talk Radio is uh, is still around. Uh, and uh, you know, it has you know all 200 and 74 of my shows here on their site and it's also on iTunes and you can go and and listen to them and and uh, listen to the interviews and listen to me mess up and listen to the conversation and listen to uh what uh people are really really passionate about whatever they're doing whether it's in medicine or social media or whatever um so so those are kind of the memories that I have you know going back Going back five years, I also remember, you know, when I rebranded myself and and uh, was uh, no longer Doctor Anonymous and uh, came out with my own name and and this is who I am. This is my new website and things. And that was a tough decision too because I know, you know, as you reveal most more of yourself, as you become more transparent, there's good and bad that comes about uh, with that. Um, and uh, my fears. Uh, <laughs> were uh, uh did not come true i guess as of this point and then i want to share them with you but uh i did have some some wild thoughts in my head when i uh, said hey i'm going to be no longer doctor anonymous i'm going to be mike Sabella. and uh but you know it's been uh, it, it's been a good time it's been a good ride and uh you know that's something that i've been very happy with in the past uh, recent history in the past couple of years the the family medicine social media community um has been slowly growing uh, and we're getting more and more people uh, out there, you know, using social media platforms uh, like uh, Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with that. Um, but I want to thank, you know, again, I want to thank everybody out there for supporting me, supporting my social media life. Uh, this has been, you know, I would never have dreamed of this back in medical school. Uh, and uh, how could you? Um, but uh I appreciate everybody everybody's support of of the things that I do um and I could have not done this without you I would not have gone forward and continue to do this without all of you out there listening and and leaving comments and thumbs up and retweeting and all that kind of stuff 
thank you so much uh, for your support of what I do. Um, I very, very much appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to take a break here, and after the break, I'm going to talk about an interesting thing uh, this week as far as social media coverage of Hurricane-slash-Tropical Storm Isaac. I know. That's, that's, you have to stay tuned here. We'll be right back here on the Dr. Anonymous Show, the 50-year anniversary show, show number 274. Check out my digital library of stuff at familymedicinerocks.com, and we will be right back. Back to the Dr. Anonymous show. Look at that, the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Sevilla. And uh, this week, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are out there down in the Louisiana area uh, where uh, Isaac uh, came through in the uh, past few days. Uh, Category one hurricane, now a tropical storm. And and our good friends there, uh, Doc Foreman and uh, Harper. Uh, were uh, doing their best to try to document Doc Foreman's first hurricane. Uh, She said she's originally, or she was in the Kansas um, area. And um, I'm going to be be playing some some audio clips here. Uh, And uh, the first one here is uh, just uh, Doc Foreman talking in Harper, talking about um, her uh, first hurricane. This is about a three-minute clip. Hi, this is at Doc Foreman, and we are getting ready for a hurricane here in Louisiana. And this is my very first hurricane. I just moved here from um, Kansas, but this is Harper, who is a Louisiana native. It's going to tell you tell me all about how to get through this hurricane. So Harper, uh, like I've got gas and water and stuff to survive a power outage, and I uh, like drove my four-wheel drive to work, and it's like sunny out and, and hot, and I find this whole thing confusing. Absolutely. This is a very confusing time. It's kind of what they talk about with the calm before the storm. So right now we're experiencing very sunny, sunny weather, and this is just kind of uh, the, the atmosphere before the storm moves into Baton Rouge, into our area. Um, So it's starting to get a little windy out here. If you look behind us, you can see some of the clouds that are starting to roll in, right? And uh, what we're going to see is over time, it's going to get a little bit darker. It's going to get a little bit more windy. It's going to get rainy. uh, And it's going to get a little, uh, it's going to look stormy. And so we're starting to kind of get into that. You can see the wind blowing our hair. This is a nice (laughs) breeze. A nice breeze. It's going to get a little bit windier. So now I hear things like that they'll impose a curfew in just like a few hours, and uh, I hear things like we shouldn't drive, and like there is nothing wrong with the roads. Like it's a beautiful day, and it's just going to rain a little bit. 
So, I mean, quite honestly, as like a native Kansan, I find this very confusing advice. Absolutely. So the wind is going to ramp up, and it's okay to be a little anxious. It's going to get stormy. And what it's going to do is it's going to affect the trees. It's going to affect some of the things outside because it's going to be so windy. And it may obstruct roads, which you don't want to be on, uh, just for safety reasons. And they may impose a curfew at some point just to make sure that the residents of our area are safe and not on the roads with all of the debris. So, like, how do I know that Louisiana isn't just like, like, wussies who are overreacting? Because this, I tell you, it's a beautiful day out, and I find all of this preparation a little alarming. So how, how bad can it get? Well, it, it could get very, very windy, and depending on how the storm strengthens over time and where we are in relation to the storm, it could get very windy, very rainy, and you don't want to be outside in that. So you kind of have to play it a little bit by ear and just take precautions ahead of time to be sure that you're safe when the storm does arrive. Yeah, because I hear it's, it's not really the rain so much, it's the flooding in low-lying areas and that, that a lot of trees can break here and, and power lines can go down. Right. And, and it's not that you can't really drive in the rain on a safe street, it's that there are projectiles. Right. And, and trees fall, power lines fall, and just some safety hazards of living in a big city. We have a lot of infrastructure which could be impacted by the storm. Okay. So we're going to be posting this on Facebook and we're going to be updating you like at my very first hurricane so I'm going to tell you all about it for those of you who aren't from Louisiana and you aren't from hurricane country. Uh, I have to tell you best part about this though, Harper, quite honestly, is that the beer section sold out before the water <laughs> section did. Yes, absolutely. We like to have fun, especially if we have to be inside. I'll keep you posted. Thank you, Harper. Thank you, Louisiana. Thanks. Uh, so that was uh, two days ago. Uh, and uh, I think it was in the afternoon, and, and I think that is when just kind of the wind just started to uh, come up there a little bit, uh, and you can hear, you know, the wind coming in through the uh, microphone as they're uh, recording. I believe maybe it's an iPhone or some kind of uh, smartphone that is uh, that they're recording with. Um, so this uh, second, uh, uh, this second clip here this is about a minute and a half this is uh in the inside here and uh they, they uh the concept that they're trying to get to here is is called a rain band a rain band associated with a tropical storm slash hurricane this is uh, april harper again okay so we're just checking in again this afternoon this is harper levy I'm at Doc Foreman, and Harper, like, I'm new to hurricanes, and Harper is a Louisiana native who's explaining them to me. Harper, everyone's talking about a rain band, and I'm assuming this is in a rock group. <laughs> no, not a hair band. <laughs> so, what, so what's a rain band? A rain band are the, storm, the storms and set of storms that surround the hurricane, and they're involved in that circulation around the hurricane. And so they tend to affect areas right before the hurricane comes on shore. They're kind of the, the outer circle. Okay, so... So when the rain band hits 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 us, so like when it hits us, what should what should we expect? We should expect high winds and storms. It's part of the hurricane. It's just the outer surrounding storms. So that's what we call bands. If you look at a at a radar picture of the storm, you're going to see these storm bands that kind of okay. border the hurricane. So like that's when the weather starts. Correct. That's when the weather starts to get bad, starts to get stormy, a lot more rainy, and it just kind of ramps up from there. So when is it coming? <laughs> I think it's starting right about now. We're starting to get more clouds and more rain. I know some of the bands, according to the forecast, are moving on shore, so we're going to start seeing some hurricane-like weather very soon. Okay, so uh, I'm going down. You're going is, down. Is, is sort of the message. So You're I'll going to be, be fine. Right, <laughs> and like I have 
like ba- like a battery and a portable hotspot, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to be trying to make these and let everyone know that I'm fine, that we're I okay. <laughs> we will survive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, if you see the video there, it's, it's still in the daytime. You want to go see the video? It's at uh, youtubecom slash HarperLevy. H a r p e r l e v y. So uh, these next two clips here, I'm going to play back to back here. And uh, the first one is with April. The next one is with Harper. Harper is talking about where to park your car uh, during a, a tropical storm, hurricane type situation. Um, so here's a couple back-to-back clips here. Hi, this is at Doc Foreman, and I'm just keeping you updated about my hurricane experience. The starting to get cloudier outside, and the wind is picking up. I think you can kind of see it like the trees are blowing overhead, um, and it's starting to be just um, a little bit cooler. Uh, my understanding is that the rain band is pushing closer, but we are fine. I mean, it's still sunny and nice out. And this is what I understand sort of fools people. They don't evacuate because it just doesn't seem bad. And until and it's, once it's bad, it's too late. So we're prepared. We have uh, batteries, candles, food to eat, uh, a gas uh, grill to cook on, um, as well as ways that we can charge electronics even when the power goes out. So, like, in even a way to have an Internet hotspot. So I'll be able to keep you updated. So here we are live from Baton Rouge at Doc Foreman. Harper Levy is going to be back on later. There's that. Hey, it's Harper Levy again. I came to you earlier with Doc Foreman, and Doc Foreman is going through her first hurricane this summer. Um, So we were talking about ways to prepare, what's going on, and kind of processing what's going on around us. Uh, One thing I didn't mention earlier that I think might be helpful is it's good to know where you're going to park your car, and it's good to find a good, safe spot for it. Um, I know when I came home today, I really had to think about where was going to be the best place to park my car, considering that I live around trees, I live around a lot of debris, and I have to be careful uh, that I don't park in a place that can endanger my car. Um, You really have to think about trees, power lines, debris. If you have a garage, of course, that's optimal. Sometimes a carport can be good, but sometimes a carport can be flimsy, and so you have to be careful where you park. Um, But if you park in a parking lot, it's good to find a spot away from trees, away from power lines, and kind of away from any debris that may be on a fence that could hurt your car. So I didn't mention that earlier, but just another tip for at Doc Foreman. And if you'd like to follow her on her adventure through her first hurricane, follow at Doc Foreman on Twitter. Thanks. Um, so we're back live. And, uh, you know, I am, uh, you know, as I'm watching this two nights ago, you know, I'm trying to see, you know, <laughs> how long they're going to keep going with this because, you know, of power outages and, um, you know, uh, when is their Internet going to drop? When is, you know, cell phone coverage going to drop, you know, for them not to be able to upload, you know, videos. These are videos. I mean, these aren't audios. These are these are videos that they that they put on YouTube. Um, and, and I did learn about, you know, where to park your car during a hurricane, which is going to be very helpful for me here in Ohio. But it's I'm trying to, you know, to get into the story, you know, down there um, about, you know, things to keep in mind and, and things to worry about when, when things when things come along. Uh, these next two uh, back-to-back clips here, this is with April, and uh, this first clip here is the, she introduces Mr. Doc Foreman, which I think is hilarious. Um, and the one after that uh, is uh, uh, what she says, what to do with the kids 
you know, during a hurricane. There's a couple of back-to-back clips um, here with Doc Foreman. So this is at Doc Foreman, and this is Mr. at Doc Foreman, and we're getting ready for the hurricane. And we want to thank Harper Levy for tips about where to park our car. This is where our car is parked. But don't worry, we have a sturdy carport uh, with, you know, that it's attached to the house and in between the house and shed, so I think we're okay. So we're planning to shelter in place. We have everything that we need. But what do you think is the worst part about getting ready for a hurricane? The waiting is definitely the worst part. You prepare your house, you prepare your yard, you stock your foods, you recharge all of your rechargeable uh, electronics, and then you wait and wait some more. Exactly. But if you don't do this ahead of time, it's, it'll be too late. So it's sort of like hurry up, run around, be crazy, and then wait. And that's what we're doing. Uh, it's about ready to be night. You can see the sun setting behind us. And, <laughs> and uh, our goal is, of course, to be totally comfortable when the rain starts coming down early this morning. Take care. Bye-bye. One of the things that I've been asked by some of the people watching this movie is, well, then, like, what about your kids? And so one of the pieces of advice that I got was, like, have board games, keep electronics charged, have, like, yummy things to eat, uh, which, we've, which we've made to do. And then the kids have been playing with the neighbors and having a great time because they got off from school. And so uh, I'm going to knock on a door here. We're, uh, we're going to see, we'll see who's in. Yes. Say, hey, CJ. Can I come in? Yeah. Okay. So, and then here's CJ. See, he's getting ready for his first hurricane. Say hi, world. Hi, world. And have you had fun playing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's had a good time, and we're looking forward to tomorrow, right? Yep. Okay. And then we have Jane. Jane, where are you? And Jane is hiding under her covers here, so I'm going to totally respect her privacy. Uh, I'd like to say that I was a meaner mom than that, but I'm not. Uh, but she's also been playing with the neighbor kids, having a great time. So our neighbor just told us two really interesting things. One is that about they started they had a, having a voluntary evacuation about 15 minutes away from us, and of course uh, that we may need to sandbag because we're not entirely sure. So one of the things that could happen is even though it's up on a hill, it's like the highest part of the house, that the water could still come in the bottom of there. So we've got some plans for how we're going to manage the water. The neighbors have sandbags. I don't know how this is going to go, but I will definitely keep you updated. Uh, so we're back live. And uh, so this is the last one from two nights ago. And this is in this last, you know, audio slash video. I, I sense a little bit of anxiety from Doc Foreman at that point. It's dark. You can see the video is dark. Um, and she's starting to get a little bit antsy there. I don't know if it's because of impatience or whatever. And I'm trying to think of my mind, you know, kind of where she's coming from. Um, and I tried to get her on the show today, but I, I, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on down there. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, she's from Kansas. She's from the, you know, that central part of the country, you know, where, where bad, you know, storms are, you know, hit and miss. You're just like, oh, you know, severe thunderstorm warning. And, you know, for the next hour or two, boom, we're done. Uh, tornado warning for the next 30 minutes. Uh, then boom, we're done. Uh, but now this hurricane, you know, this hurricane, tropical storm, um, and there was news of it, you know, a couple of nights ago, slowing down. Uh, so, um, uh, so the storm part, you know, is is 
something that her and her family are probably not used to at all. Uh, that's just kind of a you know a, a steady you know type of storm as far as rain and wind. Um, it's not like a huge storm that passes right through or is there for you know a few hours and then gone. This is something that is you know that a storm that is on for a number of hours, even a couple of days or so until you know you're kind of through it. Uh, so that's kind of the sense that I got from from this from this last uh, most recent uh, audio video that I just played for you on the show here. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna switch now to yesterday morning, and um, I'm gonna play uh, uh, one from Doc Foreman and, and one from Harper. Um, and uh, this is about and what they say here they, uh, is about nine o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning local time there, and these are uh, a lot shorter audio clips. Good morning again. This is at Doc Foreman. I'm just giving you the morning's update. It's about 8 o'clock on Wednesday morning. Isaac is coming, and I don't know if you can see behind me, but it's already fairly windy and rainy, and we heard the wind all night. About 28,000 Baton Rouge residents are without power, uh, and the storm is actually, I, my understanding, is slowed down, so the, so the actual run of the storm may arrive later. We were prepared as early as Monday night, for the storm, but it looks as if, you know, it actually gets worse a little bit later. You can hear it sort of picking up. Uh, but we're all fine, and we still have power. Signing off. Hey, it's Harper Levy. It is Wednesday, uh, actually the anniversary of Katrina. Um, today's kind of a somber day for most people, simply because it's the anniversary of the biggest hurricane in our history, in New Orleans' history. And we're also facing another tropical storm slash hurricane coming into the area. But I wanted to give you an update from Baton Rouge today. Uh, things are looking okay right now. It's about 9 in the morning. The wind's blowing pretty hard. We're getting gusts uh, up to 50 and 60 miles an hour. Sustained winds at about 40, uh, 30 to 40-ish. Um, so we haven't quite yet started to um, see the effects of Hurricane Isaac. We're kind of just seeing the outside uh, of the storm. So we expect things to get a little bit worse. Um, the mayor is urging people to stay off the roads today, so we're just hunkering down at home trying to stay safe. Luckily, we did have power when we woke up this morning, so we were able to get dressed and kind of function as normal this morning. We're hoping things don't deteriorate too much, so um, all is well here in Baton Rouge. We're just kind of waiting to see what happens. Uh, you can follow us at, at Harper Levy and at Doc Foreman. Thanks. Uh, and, you know, I, I thought they wouldn't, you know, I thought they wouldn't uh, continue, you know, but, the, you know, they they kept going. They kept giving, you know, video slash audio uh, updates, uh, but you can tell that, you know, um, and I was there. I'd be going nuts, too. I just like, let's just get this over with, and hopefully it's not a lot of damage that so we can get on with our lives. But but the the waiting, you know, the waiting and, and, and hoping that there's not a lot of damage, not a lot of wind, not a lot of the, that type of stuff. Um, start, it's starting to, to be seen and heard on these videos and things. Um, and in these next couple of uh, – I have about uh, three audio clips here left. Uh, the next two are uh, from uh, from Doc Foreman, um, and they're both uh, – one's in the – in the earlier in the morning, one's later in the morning, and uh, you can kind of sense from her voice kind of what's uh, going on here. These are shorter clips here. This is at Doc Foreman. I'm checking in from Baton Rouge uh, on Wednesday afternoon, uh, about 10 o'clock or so, and uh, the storm has picked up. My husband uh, went to run a quick errand, and uh, he's back in the morning. 
Doc Foreman. I'm back, and at 11.47, we finally lost power. Uh, don't worry, I still have a hot spot, and our electronics are all charged up, and when they lose charge, we'll charge them back up again. So we'll keep in contact with you, but you may not hear about us from us as often. It's still going pretty hard outside, um, but we are safe. We are well supplied with food, and everything is fine. Take care. So I guess it was like an, an, an inevitability, you know, that the power was going to go out. And, uh, you know, I was kind of curious about their, their uh, you know, tropical storm hurricane preparations, not only for this storm, but like when they moved to that area, um, as far as what they thought they were going to have, or and maybe they had some equipment or, you know, like a power generator or something uh, from their previous residence where they were living uh, before in uh, Kansas. But I have one more clip here. This is uh, from uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, and this is the, the last uh, uh, video uh, clip that they uh, put on their uh, YouTube site. Uh, this is about a minute and a half from Doc Foreman. It's a little bit after 5 o'clock, still on Wednesday, during Hurricane Isaac. And this is at Doc Foreman. I'm just calling to check in. We still have power, as you can see. Um, but it's been raining a lot. Now, the rain and the wind has been pretty amazing. And I have to keep reminding myself that this is the beginning of a Category 1 hurricane. And, and this is exactly why you really have to take evacuation, evacuation orders seriously and why you have to do your hurricane preparation. Because if we had started our hurricane preparation this morning, it just would have been too late. The stores would have been bought out. If we'd wanted to evacuate out of town, we wouldn't have been able to do so. This, this just wasn't going to work well. And I want to give you a brief look about what it would be outside. And I'm going to have to hold onto the door and brace it, so just a second here. So we're really lucky that we live on a hill, and we're really lucky uh, that we're fairly well-drained. But if you didn't live on a hill, I mean, things would be and are flooded, and we still haven't finished getting rain, and we won't finish for a long time. But we're fine here at the Ask.Forman house. Hurricane Isaac is going all right. Uh, we still have a few more hours before the worst of it hits us. But if things go well, we'll have weathered the storm spectacularly, I hope. Uh, so that's the uh, the last uh, uh, video clip uh, that is put up there. You can go to youtube.com slash harperlevy to see uh, all of them. I've been seeing some Facebook updates um, this afternoon, um, and it uh, seems like that they're doing uh, okay. And I'll be curious to see how they kind of uh, close the loop, how they kind of finish the story when they get back on video as far as uh, uh, as far as uh, you know what, what they have to say about it, especially Doc Foreman's uh, – uh, experience through it. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get her on the show here to uh, talk, talk about that. And uh, from her first-person perspective, from somebody who's never been through a, a hurricane slash uh, a tropical storm um, in the past. Uh, so I will take one more break here, and uh, I will uh, share a story here uh, from this week. Uh, I was out at my medical medical school alma mater, uh, talking about social media and digital professionalism. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast here on a Thursday afternoon here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. My name is Mike Savilla. Go to familymedicinerocks.com and we will be right back.
That's right. The show that is the unstoppable force of family medicine. This is the Family Medicine Rocks uh, podcast. And our remaining uh, moments here, uh, I'm going to uh, share a story here uh, with you that uh, took place uh, this week. And uh, I was honored to be asked to uh, talk at my alma mater, the Northeast Ohio Medical University, formerly the Northeastern Ohio University's College of Medicine. And uh, uh, a couple of days ago, I was asked to uh, talk to the uh, first-year medical students and first-year pharmacy students about uh, digital uh, professionalism uh, and, uh, you know, things to look out for. Um, if you go to familymedicinerocks.com, I have a whole blog post about it. The uh, title is Neomed Talk Digital Professionalism. And it was nice because I, I I wanted to go back and, and share a little bit from my perspective from you know where they were at or where they are at, um, and I had a couple of pictures of me uh, in the first uh, month of my medical school life, and that was nice to kind of show them and reflect upon and talk to them about. Uh, but when, when it comes to uh, digital professionalism, you know, in social media, I mean that's uh, that sounds like a bunch of garbledy gook, but what does that actually mean? Uh, and, and I got to, to teach, I got to tell them about, you know, some of my experiences and, and some of the pitfalls, especially um, as somebody just beginning their medical um, and professional training. Um, and you can see the slides at familymedicinerocks.com. Uh, the post is from Tuesday, August 28, 2012, uh, entitled Neomed Talk Digital Professionalism. And I gave them a, a five tips to, uh, to keep in mind uh, as they start out their, uh, their training life their professional medical training life. You know, of course, first, do not be anonymous. I share with them uh, the uh, Dr. Anonymous story, um, the uh, the benefits of it at the time, uh, the rationalization of it at the time, uh, but the negative, the ultimate negative parts of that um, and why I chose to no longer be anonymous um, and to be in social media as myself using my name, having a new website and things. Uh, the next uh, tip, number two tip, uh, is uh, do not talk, post, tweet, or share anything about patients um, on social media without their uh, permission. You know, there's been a lot of examples out there um, of uh, people, of physicians, of other medical professionals, of nursing students, of students um, sharing things on social media, talking about things on social media inappropriately, uh, whether it's talking about patients or revealing things out there, pictures and things uh, that are inappropriate and the consequences of them, whether they are kicked out of school, whether they're fired from a job, um, whether there's some kind of legal action that uh, takes place. So do not talk about patients on social media, except if you have their permission. And there's a couple of instances where I think it would be beneficial. First is, is talking to our, our legislators, our uh, people in Congress, and saying, hey, you know, if you pass this, you know, legislation, Mrs. Jones, you know, you know, will not get her services. Or if you do not pass this, she will lose these type of services. And, you know, what I've seen and when I've talked to people who do a lot of lobbying things, which is a, you know, dirty little secret, you know, you have to do lobbying and things to get stuff done at the government level, is that they like the patient stories. They like relating to one of their constituents rather than, you know, somebody like me giving them all this data to overwhelm them and, and be confused. They like these constituent, these, these patient-type stories. And, and another uh, you know, instance to, to use patient information or to use patient stories is, you know, in a fundraising situation. 
you know, you know, little Johnny has, you know, a, a rare form of leukemia. There was a, there was a story here locally here of a, uh, of a small child, um, who, um, you know, wanted uh, to see Batman. That was one of his, you know, dreams uh, in life, you know, three or four years old, you know, saw the movies and things, and the whole community came together to, uh, you know, to, to make this child's dream come true and also to help with fundraising and things. So those are a couple of instances where, where I think that, that it's appropriate to talk about patients on social media. The third tip here is to be an advocate uh, on social media, be an advocate for your patients. Um, you know, patients need us to speak for them. You know, uh, patients, you know, need us to speak on their behalf, um, whether it's legislative things, whether it's, you know, some kind of, um, you know, uh, disease advocacy, you know, whether you're, you're a patient with diabetes or with cancer or, you know, women's health issues, you know, the patients need us to be advocates for them. And I think that's great for social media to do that. You can also use social media, number four, uh, you can use social media for patient education. You know, uh, the, you know, there's lots of great examples on YouTube of 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 teaching you know medical things on uh, YouTube on social media CPR. Um, you know, um, it, it could go both ways. You know, as far as vaccines uh, and you know that they, they do not cause autism or you know the, the you know vaccines and people scaring people and, and those type of things. So. You have to use social media, I think, for patient education. And, and, and finally, you know, to use social media to tell your story. <clears throat> Excuse me. That, that's one of the reasons why I'm on social media, to tell my story, to tell the story of family medicine. I think that is you know, part of the whole family medicine revolution, uh, the family medicine community, you know, sharing their story on social media um, and to help get that message out there. And so those are the tips that, that, that I told the medical students. You know, one, don't be anonymous. Two, do not talk, post, tweet, or share anything about patients on social media without their permission. Number three, be an advocate for social media. Uh, be an advocate on social media. Number four, use social media for patient education. Number five, use social media to tell your story. And if you go to familymedicinerocks.com, you go to the post on August 28, 2012. The title is Neomed talk is the name of the school neomed talk digital professionalism and um i yeah my slide deck there um from uh, SlideShare. you can download them if you like uh, feel free to use them wherever um and uh no that was fun to do it's fun to do to, to go back to the school um it's about 45 minutes away from uh, family medicine rocks world headquarters here and uh, i hope to do more work up there uh, at the at the medical school uh, to help them out especially when it comes to um, social media um issues uh, so that's it. That, that's all I have for you this morning, uh, this afternoon. Uh, I want to thank everybody who listened to me live and uh, thank everybody, uh, especially who listened uh, on the archive uh, podcast. Um, I know, you know one thing that's great about uh, social media is it is asynchronous. So if you don't uh, listen live, you can always download it uh, later. Again, as I said at the top of the show, I want to thank everybody who, you know, who uh, supports my, you know, social media life, what I, my social media projects, what I do on social media, um, whether it's blogging or podcasting or videos, I couldn't have done any of this without you. I am humbled uh, by the support that I have uh, uh, gotten worldwide on the stuff uh, that I'm doing. It shows me kind of how small a world that we uh, live in and we really need to help uh, each other out. Uh, so finally, for those of you who have hung on uh, for the past 
<laughs> 50 some minutes. I want to tease a little bit the uh, future guests coming on in the next few weeks. Uh, I talked about it a little bit last week as well. Dr. Ted Epperly will uh, be coming on to talk about his uh, book, Fractured, about our broken healthcare system. Uh, Natasha Burgert will be here, pediatrician from the Kansas City area, and, and Kevin MD himself. Uh, KevinMD.com will be uh, coming on in the next uh, uh, few weeks. Uh, to talk about uh, the state of uh, physicians and social media, uh, social media policy, I mean, uh, health care policy, whatever he wants to talk about there. So my name is Mike Savilla. Thank you so much out there, again, for uh, for tuning into the show. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.